0: Is you're talking absolute rubbish
1: Absolute rubbish As long as I say we can persuade Willie to stay in Ireland We'll stay in England TSA. get stuck in
0: And here's a our... new. People chasing star is Gallop shop who gallops to glory in the gold cup. That's probably
1: the most ridiculous question. It, I did it is, honest. I know, but I had to ask um, you. No, you didn't have to ask me. You're calling out prices, bootmakers' prices on this channel, right? Yep. You couldn't have
0: two bananas to a banana with the bootmaker.
1: Something like a bag of hammers. The racing is under such
0: scrutiny. Ah, if you don't like racing, go and watch Peppa Pig. Welcome to the Final Furlum podcast. It is great to have your company. Thank you for tuning in and delighted to say that as part of our Christmas special, we are joined by one of the most Talented horseman in Ireland uh, Incredible record as a racehorse owner And now a phenomenal record as a trainer Barry Connell, welcome to the Final Fourland Podcast Thanks, Hamish How does Christmas Day shape up at the Barry Connell household?
1: Um, well, probably probably um, start off down in the yard um, Helping help, helping out, um, probably muck a few boxes out And, and, and maybe, maybe, ride one, <laughs> maybe ride one out And uh, come home and grab a bit of turkey then afterwards
0: well, some of us are able to take things slightly easy. See, acquire, go to mass, pass out the presents. You've still got the whole yards to be looking after uh, and working out. One journalist described your stable this week as an equine paradise. Um, what inspired you to create such an incredible training facility? And how, how did, when did you actually build it?
1: Um, we bought the we bought the, the, the land um, about five years ago. Uh, it's 40, 45 acres roughly. In the just outside the village in Ernie. Um, we're fifteen minutes from from the Cora. And um, it, it, that parcel land came up for sale, and um, it, it's um, it's it was nicely laid out. That the land was in good good condition. Um, there wasn't there wasn't much on it. A couple of outbuildings. So there was a small little small little cottage. It was actually. I, I think a holiday home for for um, a German guy. Um, so we bought him. we bought it off his widow. He died when he was 101. <laughs> um, I think he, he used it as a holiday home. So um, it was it was a blank canvas, um, and uh, we, we set about. Um, you know to to designing the what we wanted to to have um in terms of um stables and so forth so and uh, it it took probably about two two years to to put that together so um this is the third year we have the license, third full year we have the license now so i suppose we're yeah it finished a bit it, it we finished about two and a half three years ago um and it's um uh, look it's, it's it's a great facility um you know we, we we have a gallop um our own gallop down there uh, we do all our day-to-day stuff there um but we also have a Cora license um we're only 15 minutes from the cura and i think that's the best of both worlds because we're 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 able to do all our routine stuff at home and then when we need to um when we need to do a bit of work to finish them off, we load them up in the box and bring them, bring them, bring them to the curries. So um, you know, they, they know they're going to work when they, when, when we load them up in the box. Um, and, um, as I say, we, you know, we have, we have all the facilities there, um, at home. We have kind of indoor, outdoor arena, wondering all the usual standard stuff. Um, and, um, it seems to work. You know, the horses are, 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 um, they're nice and relaxed at home and um you know we're able to get them pretty pretty fit and um um uh, then we have you know fantastic facilities at the Curra. we you know all the schooling facilities grass gallops um all weather gallops um so um yeah we can't complain you know we have we have um we we, we've, we lack for nothing on the on the um facilities front
0: I'd imagine those away days to the cura are hugely beneficial to the racehorse themselves and getting them ready for the big race days.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think as opposed to um, being based on the on the cura, um, it, it, the trainers that are based on the cura, I think that, you know, when the horses come out the door in the morning, they don't know in their own head whether they're going, just going for a routine day out or whether they're actually going to work. Um, <laughs> Which can, you know, kind of rev up the horses a bit, um, whereas our guys are, you know, they're fairly they're, they're relaxed at home and they and they know when they're going, and um, you know they're going to they're, they're going to do a piece of work. Um, yeah, um, you know, you have it's look the facilities are incredible. Um, you know, we, we've we've brilliant brilliant grass gallops, um, which we typically tend to use um, from depending on on how much rain we've got we're kind of use them um a little bit earlier this year because we've we've had we've had a lot of rain um some years you don't get to use them till after till after uh leopard's turn at christmas and um, but yeah it 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 um it's it's i would say it's the best of both worlds and it's it's there's a lot less horses on the corra now than than there would have been years ago. Um, you know, when Desi Hughes was was uh, was alive, he had a big he had a big national on string. He would have had seventy horses. Um, nowadays, there aren't that many people training jumpers on the on the curra. Um So you know, we've we've kind of Rolls Royce facilities, and and um, you know, you're you're not having to fight your way to get on to get onto the gallop like uh, uh, like i i've never i've never um i've been to new market now but i I can only imagine what it's thinking. like to run traffic lights
0: yeah i was just thinking um rugby tackles and elbows being yeah. thrown left right and center to, to get an advantage uh, as an owner you've owned some fantastic horses over the years a horse very closely associated to this show back in the day poor old r connor uh, but shinrock paddy the Tolo tank mount bumbellan you rode a winner at Cheltenham. You rode several winners, but notably beating Richard Johnson in the finish at the Cheltenham Open Meeting, which I'm sure you got a lot of satisfaction from. But how does all of that compare to being a Cheltenham Festival winning trainer?
1: Oh, no comparison at all. Um, the, um, owning, owning Cheltenham winner was 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 fantastic at the time. It was it was brilliant because I've been going to Cheltenham since I was a since I since I was a young lad with, with, with friends from college and so forth, you know, I never thought I'd have a runner there. Um and you know to to we've had been lucky enough to have had four Cheltenham winners um as a as as an owner. Um um and as you mentioned then um I was lucky enough to, to ride two two winners at the November meeting and I got to ride in the champion bumper a couple of times um which was a you know an amazing amazing buzz um, and i never thought that would be surpassed until until um, you know i was standing down the bottom of the shoot uh, after um the supreme when marina won it was a kind of a surreal experience um again you know in my wildest dreams did i ever think i'd be i'd be i'd be um a trainer with a with a a runner in the race let alone let alone end up training the winner so uh, but it was—I um, was indescribable, really. Um, you know, to have prepared the, small, the horse in a, in, a, in a small, small little yard of twenty-five horses riding out to go over and take on the biggest yards in Ireland and England um, in a marquee race. I mean, the Supremas to me is always, you know, um, the best, the best novice race at the festival. It kicks everything off. You have the the festival roar. um, Puts the hair stand on the back of your head. Um, And um, probably stupidly last year, (laughs) I I had um, talked up the horse quite a lot. And, um, you know, uh, kind of given a a lot of hostages to Fortune in terms of, you know, what I thought about the horse and and, um, his chances of winning on the day. So... I think I said to somebody, um, I, "I was uh, when the horse galloped down to the uh, counter, down to the start, and I was I was standing at the bottom of the chute waiting for the race to start. It was probably the hardest five minutes of my life. Um, wondering what on earth am I going to say if this horse runs bad? You know, um, I'm going to look very foolish. But uh, thankfully, that didn't happen.
0: Yeah, because you were incredibly bullish. You were very bullish going into the Royal Bond." And that was not an easy race at all. Um, I know know Irish Point was a massive price that day, but there was a huge amount of talk about Champ Kylie. I I know Patrick loves Astro Diamond, and that's been backed up since Irish Point himself went on to be a grade one winner at Aintree. And we're going to see him in the Jack de Bromhead hurdle over three miles at the Christmas meeting. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think four grade one winners came out of it, which is is unusual because the, the Royal Bond of late I mean, there's some brilliant horses won it over the years, but the Royal Bond of late has tended to be... Um, maybe it's because the position it's in in the season, it comes very early, um, and a lot of the better novices um, maybe have, haven't haven't run at that stage. So it tends to be maybe horses that have been on the go during the summer and the, and the early autumn. But uh, as it turned out, this year was a vintage renewal, and... Um, you know there was there was a host of grade one winners come out of it um so um no it was it, it was um in hindsight a, a very competitive race,
0: yeah very much so and listen I, I got this horse badly wrong last season, and I had Paul Ferguson constantly telling me there's a very clear and obvious winner of the Supreme Emmett, and it's clearly Marine Nationale, and I kept on thinking to myself uh. Horses who turn up in the Supreme on the back of a, of a break of more than 99 days have a terrible record. You've got to go back to Captain C B in the late noughties yeah. for the last one to do it. And that just infected my mind, and I couldn't get that stat out of my head. And yet, yeah. all the way along, remained you in the background incredibly bullish, and very bullish about his jockey as well, that the occasion wouldn't phase yeah. Michael, and it certainly didn't.
1: No, 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 no. Um, look, just to deal with the with the with the situation regarding the the, the gap, um, I think statistics can you know sometimes uh, um, the the the, re- the reason for the reason for the gap um, is that he kind of missed his um, winter season proper the year before. Um, he he had a sore wither, and we just stopped with him. It sounds like something trivial, but it actually was something that was uh, giving him a bit of trouble. So we, we said, look, we'd, 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 we'd just give him a little break. And he wasn't ready for a run until after the Punchdown Festival. Uh, so his first run was in the bumper in May. Um, and then we said, look, the horse is fit. And, uh, you know, he's had a break. So look, we keep going with him. And he's, he, he handles nice ground. Um, so we navigated our way through the summer season he won he won two bumpers he won the punch stand. he won a winner's bumper in Killarney. and then we gave him a mini break and he won a maiden hurl in punch town in october yeah um and then won the royal bond um and it, it, it was for that reason um that we said look uh you know he has been on the go all summer uh, he 's not a guy that 's probably going to re- relish winter ground, so he had his grade one one and that 's that 's the reason for it um and um you know he 's not he 's a light framed athletic horse, so he 's not a hard horse to, to to get fit after a break um and i think freshening him up um and giving him Giving him them six or eight weeks off there after um, uh, after the Royal Bond in, in in November was was the right thing to do and he, he you know he he was came to hand really well again and and um, ended up going to Cheltenham very very fresh.
0: He's clearly a very special horse and we've seen that on the track. But what is it about his characteristics at home that made you so confident about him going into the Royal Bond and to the Cheltenham um, Festival?
1: I, I've never had a, a horse a, as as quick as this guy. He's very, very, very quick. Um, speed, incredible speed, um, and his his temperament is 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 excellent as well. He's um he's a bombproof temperament, um, which when you get to the big occasions like like a Royal Bond Day or Leicestershire Christmas or a Cheltenham Day how many times do you go to the pre-parading or see horses um, with earplugs and hoods and and the eyes popping out of their head and, you know, they've yeah. they've run the race before, before um, they get down to the start. Nothing phases this guy. Um, you know, he walked around the pre-parading like he was at home. Um, um, so t- speed, athleticism, um, you know, he's, he's, um, He's very easy to train. Um, he's sound, jumps great. Um, handles a, handles a bit of nice ground. We were concerned when the ground came up a bit soft on Royal Bond Day, and also it rained all day the day before the Supreme. We were, we, were, we got the boat over. We we're driving down, and we we're nearly blown out of it with a, with a, you know with all the rain. Um, but lucky handled that as well. Um, I don't think he'd like heavy ground, but. Um, you know he's he's just just very versatile um, um but no i he's the quickest i'd say he's the quickest racehorse i've ever had um you know i i certainly think he, he'd be good enough to be a graded horse on the flat um he has he he, he has a flattish pedigree on on the on the uh, on, on the side side. He's by um french navy charlie appleby trained him he stood in kildangan for a couple of seasons um uh, but he just—he's very quick, and his—if you go back and look at his bumpers and look at the manner in which he won both his bumpers, never, never come off the bridle. Um, so he—he he, he, his his biggest asset is his speed, and I think that really came to the fore in in the Royal Bond because everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Um, it was a small field, I think, probably seven runners, um, and he was banged down the inner, um, and he was tracking. I think Hercule Josoy, um, who flattened the third last and he got taken back. Um, and Michael was very good in him. Um, a lot of guys would have wheeled out, pulled out, and he just stayed where he was um, and knew because he was used to riding the horse how quick he was. And he just stayed stayed where he was and when. When they turned in between the between the last two, he got a gap and got out. And like up to that, he jumped brilliant. Um, and the only mistake he made was at the last where, where he, I don't know whether, whether it was the crowd or, or whatever, but he lost his concentration and he flattened the last and lost all his momentum. All he had to do was pop the last two to one, probably snug by a length or two. But he lost all his momentum and it's a very short run in. Mm. In, in Ferry House um, and Irish Point got got a length up on him and again Michael knowing the horse was very good he he didn't um, didn't panic, he just gathered them up very slowly gave them one little tap down, down the neck and um, just pushed them out hands and heels and, and got up to win by a cosy short head if there can ever be such a thing Um, um but very cool very cool and um like himself and 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 michael came along together michael rang me for the ride in pontistan um he was a seven pound claiming amateur at the time and we didn't have finney mcguire works for us now full time we didn't we didn't have finney at the time so um i think michael had ridden the horse once ridden a horse me once before in a point-to-point um, so I said, look, yeah, you can ride the horse. And, um, when, I, when he won on him in punches you know, I was very impressed with, with, um, with how cool he was on the horse and how stylish he was. And, um, you know, I said, come on down and ride out. So he came, he came, he came down and he, 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 um, he started riding out a few days a week. And, um, the more we saw, the more we liked him. Um, you know, I had a chat with him uh about turning pro. Um uh he was twenty-three at the time he had his degree in Dunan New City. Um he'd, he'd taken three years out. Um had previously been a um champion novice point to point rider. I think he's three hundred point to point rides. Um 40 or 50 winners. Um so he was the right age and he could claim off 10 2. Um he could claim seven pounds off 10 2, but I said, look, you know, we'll we'll you we can ride all of ours. Um and it was brilliant, you know, we had a great season last last year between the two of us. Like we we had three grade one winners, uh, a grade three winner with Dennis Gary, um the Cheltenham. Obviously Cheltenham was the pinnacle. We won a lot of other nice, nice races, a couple of big premier handicaps. And, you know, we essentially had a free seven, seven and five pounds for for most of the year.
0: Oh, yeah, he was stealing it. It's like, really, he should be giving that claim back uh, back then. Uh, Anyway, Uh, it was was a fantastic weapon. But I quite like the fact that he was the one who contacted you, that he's confident enough to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, look, I mean, he, he, he was, um, there was nobody jocked up on the horse and, and, um, he was riding away as an amateur and he just, you know, chanced, chanced his arm and, and look, that's fate. That's the, that's the way it worked out. And we ended up, we ended up hooking up and, um, like I, I, uh, knew by the way he was gelling with the horse, um, that there was no way, I was going to take him off and and, and put somebody else up um, i do, i don't know whether it's ever been done before that a a seven pound a seven pound claimer was written a grade one he might have been claiming five by the royal bond i'd have to check that um he was i think he was claiming seven when he rode, rode in the grade three um, in Ross common on on scary um but he uh, was claiming five when he won the Royal Bond and then when he won the Nathaniel Lacey on on, on Goodland. Um and generally look what would happened is is there'd be some big profile name who's who's free on the day and um, the claimer would have been yanked off the horse and, and that would have been the end of it. But um I, I, I he was riding all of ours at that stage and, um, you know, everything was going really well. And I knew by his temperament that he was going to be, he wasn't going to be phased. He wasn't phased on the day of the Royal Bond. And when everything went against him, I knew then that, you know, that was, that wasn't going to be, that wasn't going to be an issue. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it was, it was, it, it, it was the perfect ride. He gave him at Cheltenham, um, I think I think Ruby advert, um, went back and reviewed it. He was working for, for ITV on the day. And he said, look, he just kept it simple. There was one horse to beat, Fasel Vega, and he just tracked him, sat behind him. The winning of the race for me actually was at the first hurl. Uh, if you go back and look at it. Um, he jumped off behind Paul and uh, winged the first hurl and landed a half-length in front of him. I took him back. And he just sat, sat on his boot the whole way around um, and had one go at him at the last and the rest is history.
0: It was a magic ride and it was a ride full of confidence as well. He rode him like he was the best horse in the race. He clearly was the best yeah. two-mile novice hurdler last season. You've seen his old rival Fas Vega, make a successful winning chasing debut. He's going to line up in the grade one yep. racing post-novice chase. Last time that race is going to be run too, which is interesting. So he, Yeah, might-
1: yeah. I, it's, last time it's going to be run is a grade one. I'm not sure if they're It'll probably still—I don't know if they're still going to run it and, and downgrade it. Um, I'm not sure, but um, anyway, uh, yeah. Look, all the all the all the main um, protagonists, all the main opponents, have already had had a run this year, um, and he's probably the last of the the you know the top um, top tier ones uh, to to run. We had intended to run him in Avon in the race. The Vega had won, and it wouldn't have bothered me a bit to you know if we'd started the season taking them on. Um it's it's actually you know if if you look at that race, uh it's a race that Duvan, I think Min has won it. Um there aren't that many two mile races on a nice track kind of three or four weeks before Christmas. So it's the obvious place to go. Um but the ground was us that day and we just said no we're not you know we're not gonna start them off on 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 rotten ground. Um So uh, we said, look, we'll we'll let him run the beginners. Obviously have to, you know, pass up the grade one there, but, you know, it's the right thing to do by the
0: horse. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And listen, this is where El Fabiolo started out last season. Not in this race, it was Dicer Dynamo, but he started out pretty late in the season, all things considering. The crucial question, I guess, is because you acquired him during COVID, so there was no point to pointing, we haven't got to see him jump a fence at all on video yet. How has he been schooling yeah. and how has he taken defenses?
1: Yeah, he's a natural. Um I, I kind of thought he would be. If you look at how he jumps his hurls, um, he doesn't jump them like a real champion hurler, you know, where they're they're just barely bending their knees and leaning forward and flicking over them. He's making a shape over the over over the hurl. You know, he's very effi- if, he was very efficient at jumping hurls, but he 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 looked like that he, 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 he would adapt to the fences and, um, you know, that's proven to be the case. Um, he, you, you, mentioned there COVID, uh, we, we, we actually bought him from Sam Carling dur- during the COVID year. Um, so he had been ready to run in a point, and he had extensive schooling done down in Sam's. Um, so he already had those building blocks in place and, um, when we, w- w- uh, we obviously didn't school him uh, over fences be- um, beforehand, um, but he's done. Uh, he's t- he's done a good bit at home, and he's schooled uh, over grass, um, over hurdles, on, on or over fences on grass with the girl. And look, he looks very very good. He looks natural.
0: What are you looking forward most to seeing from him on on his chasing debut? Um,
1: look, there's probably only going to be eight or nine runners. Um, um, yeah, a, a nice clear round with with nothing untoward, uh, no no mishaps. Um, uh, it looks like there's been plenty of drying in the last couple of days. So I think the ground is is good to yielding up there. They might even need to get the watering can out. Believe it or not, after the or, all the all the rain we've had, yeah. Um, but. No, the ground, the ground, the ground will be um, the ground will be nice from, and um, just a, a good clear run around, and um, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, he, he, he um, doesn't have any mishaps, um, but he seems clever, um, you know, and I I think I think um, I, I that the, the chasing is, is is going to suit him equally as well as as as, uh, as Arles did.
0: Oh, he's a hugely exciting prospect. If, please God, Touchwood, everything goes well, and he makes a winning chasing debut, maybe he wins as impressively as Daiser Dynamo. But just get the win. Would your thought process be match with Faisal Vega in the Irish Arkle, or go a different route?
1: No, 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 no. I mean, the obvious route—the route all along we were going to take was beginners and the two grade ones in Ireland, and then the the Arkle. So um, we've obviously missed, or uh, uh, we're missing the. the the great one at Christmas. So his next step after that will definitely be the Irish Oracle and then then if we're still on target then the then the Oracle in Chelton. And because we've you know he hasn't 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 had that many runs this season, we'd be pretty confident we'd we you know we'd come back for Punchestown. We didn't go to Punchestown last year. We finished up after Chelton because you know he had been he he had been on the go a long time.
0: Yeah and keeping him in peak form. For those few races, isn't the easiest of things to do, and particularly when you know his future is going to lie over fences anyway, there wouldn't really be a whole lot to be gained by taking him to Punchestown. Um, how excited are you yeah. for, for seeing him in action?
1: Yeah, I, I look. It's it's great because the last the, the last time he had a saddle on was in the Supreme. It seems like an age ago. Um, it's great to you know to have him back out again. Um, um, you know, it's a different. Ball game this year because um, you know last year we were the kind of plucky upstart who was who was kind of going into the going into Cheltenham so you can you can kind of come in under the I know he's a Grade One winner but you're coming into on, in under the radar a little bit and now you're you know you're you're going in there your favourite or joint favourite for the Arcles so um you know obviously there's a level of apprehension that that everything would would go right on the day um, but I think. You know, we've done, we finished his last piece of work. He's done all his schooling. Um, The ground conditions look like they're going to be suitable. Um, uh, So, you know, um, obviously excited and and apprehensive as as well at the same time, just to hopefully get it out of the way and, um, you know, kind of move on to the next level then.
0: And, of course, there's going to be a huge crowd there, and they're all going to want to get a photograph with you and get to talk to you about him. And you're a very approachable person as well, which that's one of the great things about this sport. I love football. Yeah. I'm a huge Liverpool fan, hence the receding hairline. Yeah. But if we go to Anfield, we're not meeting Jurgen Klopp. You're not meeting Mo Salah. If you go to the races, not only do you get to see these horses up close and personal, but you get to see the stars of the equine sport as well. Yourself, Michael, Willie Mullins, you're all there in front of us, which is just amazing the access that we have in this sport. And it's, it's something no other sport yeah. ha- has. Not, certainly not a mainstream sport like this.
1: Yeah, I think it's hugely important and it's 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 definitely incumbent on, on all the participants, you know, to to um to to do their do their bit with the with the media. Um, you know, we had a we had an open day with um with Fairy House last year before the Royal Bond and we, we just finished another one for, with Leopardstown. Um they rang me to, to know could they do the press launch there last week and look I'm 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 always happy. I, I, I love talking about horses and Um, you know, it's not, it's, 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 it's not a chore. Um, and I think, um, racing needs, um, you know, there, there, there are enough people out there and enough, and and enough issues that it has to deal with, um, you know, be advertising bans or affordability checks, um, you know, so I think it's it, it is it is incumbent on 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 the on the trainers, jockeys, and so forth to be as as open uh, and promote the sport as, as 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 much as they can because we all love it. And and if if um you know if we don't do that, then you you're not engaging the current and um the the next set of of racing fans to you know to come along behind. And like I come from a background of. Going racing since I was a kid with my dad, um, who who had no interest in racing other than just being a punter. And um, so I get I get where people are coming from. Like I I was a kid when Denoli won the the, the big race in Leopardstown, and it was probably one of the most exciting race days. I think there was twenty three thousand people in Leopardstown that day. It was mad. They were hanging off the trees. They were hanging off the trees. Um, to, Tommy Tracy won the Irish Gold Cup on them. Um. You know, it 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 was just really really exciting, and um, y- you know, you you. The thing about the, the jumps uh, um, compared to the flat is the horses can stay around for five or six seasons, so so the public, in a way, can nearly take ownership of those horses. You know, they they they, they know their, their their traits and their attributes, and um, um, I think that makes a big difference. And and you know, then they. The better ones develop a, develop a fan base and, and, and they love to see them come back year after year.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. There's some, you are right. There are some dark times in racing and a lot of things that need to be sorted out, but there's so much positivity on the outsides of that and on the inside of it as well. If we focus more on the sport itself and the people involved in it and the equine talent promoting the likes of yourself and Marine Nationale, and then you promoting the sport, that's the key. That's what'll drive it forward. That's what people care about. The other stuff, we need to be able to move past. Um, there's plenty of horses that you're going to run over the festive period, but I've taken up a lot of your time, so I don't want to uh, keep you any longer than than is necessary. Um, I am very interested, though, in Apples of Brazil. Ran a really nice race in a bumper the other day um, behind Sprint de la Mer. He didn't confirm the form, but my trump card was involved in that finish as well, and he very much did, albeit a long odds-on favourite yep. the next day. Bred by yep. Patrick Mullins, uh, ridden by Patrick Mullins for Gordon Elliott. How is your horse going, and when will we see him next? Yeah,
1: yeah, he's going. He's going well. We said we give him. He we gave him one run in the bumper at the festival last year uh, in a winner's bumper. I didn't want to run him in a maiden bumper with, you know, full field. Um, he was just a baby at the time. We just gave him a run, um, and he ran. He 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 was quite green, but he ran well enough. And then came back to Navin. Um, he's beaten. Two heads. I think um, it's it turned out to be a good race. Um, the second horse has won well since, and the winner, I'd say, didn't run. He's only a four-year-old, um, and I'd say he probably just didn't run his race uh, the last day. Look, we, lo- we like our horse. He's not, he's not really a bumper horse. Um, he won a schooling hurl in Tipperary uh, a couple of months ago, and I think he 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 will definitely be. Be better over a hurl. so we're, he, he stays well so we're looking at the the two and a half mile race on the 29th um on the friday and um i wouldn't see him out of the out of the frame um he, he's he, probably going to you know there'll probably be a few high profile horses in it um but i, th- I think you know certainly um he's probably good each way but you know it would probably be decent price and and, um, if he doesn't win I think he'll go pretty close
0: yeah it's potentially a deep race Ballyburn is in there Uh, there's a number of other very high profile horses but I I like the way the horse shaped the other day
1: yeah there's a load of dual entries Ballyburn is in the two mile as well I don't know where he's going to go but um, you know we we won it last year with Goodland um, and um, it generally tends to be the weaker of the two races. Um, having said that, it'll probably turn out to be really strong this year. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, I look, I think, I, I, uh, yeah, um, I d- we're definitely going for the two and a half and um, he's in great nick. Um, and he, he, you know, he, he definitely um, give a good account for himself.
0: If there was a horse you were going to run over the next few weeks that we really should be paying attention to, who would that be?
1: Well, look the two that we've talked about those two the other we run a couple of other horses um, there's one on the Pertemps qualifier a mare called nine graces um she won a couple of races for me last year um we ran her in a few bumpers and uh, she got placed the first time, but again, not a bumper horse um but has been a revelation over hers. She gets into the pretemp on a nice mark I think she's um one twenty five so she gets in with about ten. Ten four, ten five, uh, down near down near the bottom, um, and she did she did lovely run there in um, Fairy House about three weeks ago. She finished finished third, um, and I think she could run a big race in the pre-tempts. Um and we run another horse called Snake Oil on the first day uh, on the twenty sixth in an two mile not to one forty handicap. He's had his three runs over fences. He's got a handicap mark of one twenty two. I think his herd mark is one twenty five. Um so it might like lack a bit of experience but jumps really well. I think will suit him. And um you know we like him. Um think he could run he, he could run into a place as well.
0: Okay. Snake oil definitely in the short list. Um, nine graces in the Potemps where the real race is for fourth, but we'll be paying much closer attention to your horse for yeah, the win it's a,
1: it's, a, it's a 5, I think it's, I think it's 5 um, have
0: they changed it, it used again? To be, n- no is it 4, uh, I, I know I think,
1: you used to only have to be entered, you didn't even have to turn oh, up unbelievable um, and then you had to turn up but it was a slow bicycle race um, <laughs> but if you actually want to win it uh, it was it was um, It was good but uh, yeah, it's obviously more competitive now Um but, no, look, she's a, she's a good old profile now. She's a brilliant jumper. Uh, and three miles around there, I think, can suit, suit really well. Um, so, yeah. Um, no, she's, she's definitely, um, definitely a good chance. So, look, the four we're bringing there, I mean, Marine, we'd expect to win. Apples, um just point, we wasn't in the first three. And, and um, the other two definitely got lively each-way each way chances.
0: You won't go wrong following barry connell and i will never underestimate marie national again really looking forward to seeing how he shapes over a fence very excited to see him in action over christmas and please god we'll get to talk to you again before Cheltenham. happy christmas barry and thank you so much for your time all right
1: thank you thanks so much okay
0: and thank you for watching hope you enjoyed this episode of the final fall podcast more content coming your way very very soon like share and subscribe we'll talk to you again very soon in the final Front podcast look after yourself and each other god bless